Welcome to Inside the Labyrinth Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts speaking, Frank. I am an active New York City police officer, and I'm part of Reps for Responders. I've had the honor and privilege to journey through the labyrinth with my other host, Jay, the real Jumpman Jay on Instagram. He's a veteran officer and also part of the SWAT team in one of the cities in New York. We would just like to thank you for journeying through the labyrinth with some of the great guests that we have had on the show so far. We will continue to make episodes with all the positive feedback that we have received. If anyone has any idea, topic, or anyone we would like to interview, please email us at repsforresponders at gmail.com. Reps for Responders is a nonprofit out of Rockland County, New York. We provide free open gym for all active, retired, and volunteer first responders, military, and veteran. Reps for Responders also has a weekly Zoom meeting, which is a support group every Sunday at 7 p.m. to let first responders and military let off steam or talk about anything that they want to talk about, positive, negative, or anything they're struggling with. Reps for Responders has five certified recovery coaches through New York State to help battle addiction and alcoholism. If anyone is struggling, please don't be afraid to reach out to Reps for Responders. You can find us on Instagram at reps underscore four underscore responders or visit our website at repsforresponders.org. Again, from myself and Jay, personally, we thank you. As a recovering alcoholic, I would like to personally thank you because you have kept me sober just for today. All in and have a great day. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Labyrinth Podcast. It's your boy, the real Jumpman Jay, and my man, my fellow, my brother, Frankie V. How you doing? How you doing? When you hear that music, you know what time it is. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for today. Doing a little. I'm on a beach right now, so this is really cool. It's gonna be outside, uh, really vibing with nature. It would be dope if you guys were here with me. But anyway, season season three, episode three. Um, episode two, we just had me and Jay shooting, shooting the shit and talking and, uh, a little improv and back on episode one, we had, uh, Brittany Diamond, uh, pro strongman female. So that was a great episode. great episode. And today I'm excited to, uh, talk with one of our, my fellow coworkers and as you well, Jay, uh, one of them MPD's finest. So, uh, we'll bring in, uh, Jess Oliveri. Jess, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me here. Thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate you and your service. Of course. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on, and thank you for your service. Uh, before you. we jump, before we jump in, how's uh, how's quarantine been treating you? And hope everything is good on on your side. Yeah, everything's been fine over here. Quarantine, so I am thankful for that. <laughs> good, good, good. All right, so let's. Uh, where are you right now, actually? Where do you uh, where are you facing uh, that? As in, like, where do you live? Uh, where? Great neck. 
Okay. All right. And uh Whoa, what is that in the background, Frankie? Somebody running around having fun, bro? Yeah, it's like a little kid running around here on the beach. Shit, and then all you guys can hear that. I'm trying yeah. to walk I was trying to walk around. Yeah, walk away from the people, bro. I'm trying to get, you know. He was, he was, he was trying to get in the podcast. I, 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 those I clouds. Could, yeah, I could hear that, bro. Were you going to say those clouds? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cloudy out. <laughs> so uh, let, let's hop in, Jess. Let's, uh, the usual, how was high school for you? What uh, Did you play any high school sports? And what? Uh, how was your experience for high school all around? It's actually pretty rough for me. Um, I wasn't part of the big crowd, um, you know, the popular kids. I was very to myself, very shy, um, completely different than what I am now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played rugby actually wow. in high school. Yeah. Oh, what position fun. in rugby? Uh, scrum, scrum half. Okay. Okay. All right. Continue. I'm sorry. I just wanted to chime in real quick. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I didn't have a huge group of friends, um, but you know, it was, it was all right. Um, <clears throat> but that was pretty much it. I was a big band geek, <laughs> believe it or not, marching band. <laughs> did, you go to, did you go to band camp? Um, once I did, but then they, they canceled for uh, whatever reason. Okay. What, uh, what, uh, what, um, what instrument did you play? Uh, bass clarinet. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so I did that. Um, all the musicals, the school plays, played in all of those. So, like I said, I wasn't one of the cool kids in high school. <laughs> Please tell me you played in like Greece or something like that. I played what? Did you play um, like anything in like Greece? You know, like no. the, that's like a the, like a famous high school musical that everyone does, and either somebody no, was we, uh, Sandra D or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no we actually did. Okay. And I wasn't in, so I only played my instrument for the musical. Ah, so was, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Part of my life. <laughs> how how'd you, how'd you get into rugby? Did you like, did someone in your family like football, or how was rugby brought on to you? Honestly, it was a new thing in high school. It was considered a club, not a sport, because they don't want to take responsibility for us getting hurt. And it was like a new thing, and they were just asking girls, um, I remember I had to bring home a slip for my mom. I was like, oh, can you sign this so I can do rugby? And she literally ripped it up in front of my face. <laughs> and like, no, like, you are not doing rugby. Yeah, it's a rough so sport. It's rough. Yeah, very. So following you, I'm like, just let me, let me play. So she finally signed it. Um, and I think that was maybe like 10th grade. And um, it was brutal, but it was awesome. Like, I highly enjoyed it, believe it or not. But it's definitely rough. It's a lot more rough than football, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, so, it's yeah, definitely pretty – it's an aggressive sport, but I feel like it's played with more of a um, more of a tempo, and it's more like – it's less savagery in, in, um, in rugby. Like, you actually have to form tackle in rugby, whereas in, in football, most guys, they just kind of lead with their head. So that's why there's less injuries as far as, like, head and spinal stuff in rugby – Versus like football, but yeah, rugby's a great sport yeah. though, one thousand percent. Um, oh. I uh, I had a friend of mine who used to play like sevens, and the kid was just probably one of the best athletes I've ever met in my entire life was a rugby player. So, kudos to you yeah. for the rugby. Thanks. I know MIPD has a rugby team. Yeah, yeah, like, they oh. do. They do. 
but so, I think my mom on me. Yeah, she's she's definitely over that. I've, I'm seeing that she ripped that in, you know, rugby. <laughs> get that thing out of here. Um, so how did you how did you um get into um wanting to become a police officer? You know? So no one in my family whatsoever is a cop. Has ever been a cop? No one. Okay. Um, I went to college for something completely different that I wanted to do. Like most cops. Um, yeah. It was like my plan B, which um, is actually funeral directing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, Wait, whoa, whoa. Plan A was being a funeral director? Yeah. Oh, is that is that like the family business? No? I just want, you just yeah, wanted to I, be around dead people. Yeah, I guess so. That is very interesting. Okay, all right. So, so how did you, how did you, how did you come to yeah, that good. conclusion? Like, all right, I want to be a funeral director, but if it does not work, police officer, that is like one extreme to the other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, opposite sides of the spectrum. Did you have to go to a different school for that, like a college for that, or how did that work out? Yeah, so it's actually it's considered mortuary science. Um, it's very, very, very sciencey. Like, it was hard. I mean, it's wow. awesome. No, there's a lot that goes to it. Like, we have to do all the embalming. Like, you have to deal with the family. You got to do everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, you learn something new every day. Because I, 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 I know yeah, nothing that, that about the funeral business. Sure. Wow. No, no, I don't. <laughs> that is pretty amazing. Did, okay. did you ever think about becoming an, an ME as well or something like that? Um, I considered it in college because with my degree, I side by side with an Emmy. Um, I don't know, maybe in the future. So you have a degree in mortuary science? Yes. That is gangster. It's <laughs> gangster. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's very interesting. That's that's really cool. And that was just something you were something you thought of in high school or as or as a young kid or something it had to you, you had to be drawn to it somehow. Yeah. I remember being a young kid and I know that sounds absolutely crazy. Sounds um, morbid, but no, it's interesting. I'm very morbid when I'm saying it out loud, but I don't know. It's nice when like the family is like, Oh, thank you so much. Like they look great. Thank you for the service. Like it is rewarding. Definitely. Wow. Um, so it's morbid. <laughs> but I don't really know why if I do. Um, I remember my dad's friend, like let me walk around the funeral home once I started thinking about it and it was just something I wanted to do. So okay. Went to college. <laughs> So only uh, like two. what uh what yeah. college did you go to for that? Uh Nassau Community College. Okay. All right. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting you're from the island. I keep forgetting that. Yeah. Um so you're an equestrian as well, correct? Yeah. All right, so I, you, was that like a childhood thing or that was like is that like in the mix somewhere? <laughs> yeah. So okay. I was before I could even walk. I mean, my mom had horses since she was a kid. Uh she was a barrel racer. So it's my family forever. So I was brought up with it. So, I still, I still own a Really? So would mm -hmm. you say like, uh, like horses are like your first love or? Oh yeah, okay. for sure. Awesome. All right, good. That's a, all right, I went from mortuary science to I love horses. It's good. This is going well. This is going well. <laughs> are we going to see you? Are we going to see you in the Kentucky Derby one day? No, absolutely not. I don't like racing. Completely different, right? Yeah, it's so different. I don't, I don't. Can, can is that you, more uh, like? Is that? Can you explain for our listeners like the difference between like 
like racing and what like an equestrian does? Yeah, is racing? I'm, I was gonna ask you that question. Is racing more hard on the animal? More like I so, abusive. I think so. I mean, a lot of people won't agree with me, but I feel like an equestrian, like it's more of like a love for that animal, not just the sport. Like that animal is like it's your pet. You know, a lot of the racing, from what I see, I mean, it could be different, but from what I see, it's money. You know, that's all it is, is money, it's work, and that's it. If something happens to the horse, whatever. Um, like, I, my horse is my, it's my pet. You know, it's like a dog. <laughs> okay. So, I, I just think it's completely different. I mean, like, I, I'm a jumper, so... Um, People could say that that's hard on the horses too, but uh, I don't think. Let me tell you something right now. That. So I, I don't know much about being an equestrian. The one thing I do know is that I watched a show one time and I saw some of the spills that you guys take, at, you know, doing these like obstacles. And yeah. so, so first off, uh, uh, I want to take my hat off to you, tip my hat, because that it takes a lot of bravery to get on a very large animal like that. And you don't look like a very like big woman. You look very like small in stature, like petite. I'm five one. You're five one. How much do you weigh? If you don't mind me asking. Um, right now I'm like one twenty. Wow. So you're you're so you're tiny, right? And you're I'm pretty tiny. Yeah, and, and you're on this huge animal and you're going over these obstacles. And I've seen some of them like stop and then the person like bucks off of the horse. Um mm -hmm. sometimes I've seen them like as they go in the air, if something happens with the with the with the jockey or whatever, and they just start going flying. So, um, have you had yeah. any like really bad tumbles? Have you broken any bones? I need to know all of this because I am very intrigued. <laughs> um, I can't even count the amount of times that I've fallen off. I mean, it's just part of it. Part like of I, there was one where I fell off like every single week because oh. of that horse. Was, it was just crazy, but you just get back on. Like, it's not a big deal. Um, I have bones though. Um, Actually, a few months before the MIPD Academy, I he refused the jump. I went into the jump Ooh. and got up, and my hand was facing this way. Oh man! <laughs> so, oh, that sounds very, very, very painful. Now, let me ask you a question, right? You have to like, so so the animal knows, like, all right, I got to come out here, I got to jump over these things or do whatever you know, my trainer tells me to do or whatever, right? Um, do you have to like? you have to like woo the horse into doing it or the, the, does the horse willingly want to do this? I mean, they're trained from a young age. They, for the most part, want to go over it. But then there's those instances where they're like, hmm, I don't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Refuse it. For a reason, there's almost nothing you can do. Oh <laughs> like he's going to that way. Sometimes you stay on and sometimes you don't. Sheesh. I'm good. I don't want to get on the horse and fall off a horse because <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm over 200 pounds. So I'm pretty sure if I fall from a horse, I'll probably break everything on whatever side that I fall on. So I'm good on that. Maybe Frankie you, could you, try you, some of that. You'd be surprised. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes, you, like, I'll lay there and I'm like, oh, my God, everything's broken. And then I get up, I'm like, ah, it's fine. Just, just dress yourself off and get back on. Okay. Right, listen, man. Well, I've fallen where I went over the horse's head face first onto the ground oh. and my leg came up. <laughs> oh, so you did like a scorpion. Oh, man, forget it. I'm good. I don't need that. Oh. Yeah, oh, people were like, wow. scorpion. I didn't even know I could bend that way. I mean. Well, listen, I'm just happy you can use your hands 
and, and you and you can walk upright. So, because uh, that yeah. is a legit fall, and some people don't get up from that. No, I know. You gotta laugh yeah. about it. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a true mobility test. I might have to do that so I can get more flexible. <laughs> so, so you said you 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 end up breaking your hand before the academy. Is that what happened? Yeah. Um, I was going to the academy in January, and I broke it in like June, I think. But I went into the academy still in January. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's ample um, uh, time to heal yeah. up. And, um, yeah. What, uh, I was not. What year did you get on? Uh, 2015. 20, January 2015. 2015. Wow. Okay. I, I, had, yeah, uh, I'm still... I had my 10 years in 2015. He was like, ah, that's my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm waiting to get out of here. That's the, that's the next step. So, <laughs> stays close. I'm very close. close. I, could, I could see the finish line. It's right in the distance. Close, but no cigar. He's, he's there. He's almost at the finish line. So are you like a 959? Nine, 957. Nine? Uh, nine, five, nine, five, okay, so you're a class up uh, before me. Yo, what's your, I was a class what, of July. What's your tax, Frankie? It was 959, nine, but since I left, it got changed uh, and came dude, back. It's nine, six, I was a 938, nine. <laughs> bro. 938 over here, dude. Wow. T Look on the that. J, kid. T on the J, nine, buddy. <laughs> Dinosaur, man. That's no, it. I got three. I got three piano keys, buddy. Yeah, you almost had four. I'm working, on, I'm working on. on four. Oh yeah, you just got that. Yeah, yeah. I was so excited. She went right to so the you, seamstress and was like, "Join on right here." Yeah, it. <laughs> it was like once I the day of the five years, I was like, "Up, oh, slapping this right on." <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be the only guy with nine six six tax number with the one stripe on my on my uniform. <laughs> um, no, it's funny. So let's go, let's go back to before you go in the academy, like what Jay said. What made you take the test and go forward with that? So in college, I took every single cop test possible: state troopers, Nassau, Suffolk, uh, NYPD. Um, without telling my family, because my mom did not want me to be a cop. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Kind of like the rugby situation. So, um, you know, I'm the younger one. Like, I have one older sister, so I'm still, like, the baby of the family, I guess. It makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So I took everything. I took NYPD last. I was like, eh, I probably won't ever take it. NYPD. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be out in the city. What calls me first? NYPD. NYPD. <laughs> of course. It happens. So, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll just go through the process, whatever. Um but my mom was like, oh, you're not going to actually do it, right? Like, you were just taking the test just because. I was like, uh, like, let me just go through the process, see what happens. So um, I went through the whole process, got called for the January class. Um, I was already done with college at this point. I think I was like a year or so out. Okay. And I knew that being a funeral director, I'm like, I can't do this every day. I can't do the same thing every single day. Um, I can't be inside all day. I'm a very outdoorsy person. So I knew I'm like, I have to change career path. Okay. So I started yeah, the Academy in January. I don't think my mom was very happy the first three months or so, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, she's happy now about it, but it, it was rough. <laughs> I, I mean, I can only imagine as a mom, that's kind of a little stressful that the baby of the family is going to become a police officer and one of the biggest police departments in the world. And, you know, it's a dangerous job. So, I mean, I understand her concern. Um, my question yeah. to you is right. Like um, 
what what was your mindset uh, like going in, and did it change from the time you went in to the time you came out? Um, I mean, I feel like I'm a completely different person than before going in, and and even like my friends that like from college now when they see me, they're like, "You're a completely different person," but I think in a good way. Like you know, mm-hmm. of course, being more aware of surroundings, and I think it forced me to mature too. You know, I was 22 getting on this job. I was, I was which, 22 as well. I was a baby. Yeah. You could and still like, smell the Similac on my it, breath. I was fresh out the womb, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and, like, looking at your friends, like, they're still out partying. They're out living their life. Like That was going to be my next that, question. Like, how was that adjustment, it, you know? I mean, I've never been a big partier, to be honest. Um but watching my friends do it and me having, you know, the force over time and especially as a rookie, like yeah, it, yeah. it was rough. <laughs> I did contemplate a few times. I'm like, is this really what I want to do at I, this age? Yep. I did the same thing. So, and I'm pretty sure Frankie went through it too. It's like, you're, you're, you're like fresh out of college, right? All your friends are having fun. Right. And then like, I, I, this used to happen to me all the time. I, you know, I'd go into like a Friday set, like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, swing and they'd be like, all right, kid, here's your notification. You're working mandatory overtime Friday, Saturday. And like, you might've had plans to do something, especially like in the summer. And you're like, all right, I'm gonna go to the beach. We're gonna have some fun. And the next, thing you know, you got mandatory overtime and your weekend is shot. And oh yeah, there were plenty of times that I got like stuck on late calls and I'm like screaming to get out of there. And then, you know, you get like, you know, like assault or something like that. And then you're just like, damn, and you're stuck on it, you know? And it sucks because, mm-hmm. like, you're a kid, right? And you still want to have, like, because, like, let's face it, we're, you know, we're living at our parents' house, right? And you don't, you're not paying a mortgage. You're not doing any of that. You just kind of want to, all right, I want to get off of work. I kind of want to hang out with my friends, do something kind of fun. And then they immediately they, they snatch that from you. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I was in the same boat. I was like, I hate this place. Like, I want to be here. Is this worth it? You know? And that, like that, like you said, like that last minute overtime, like you have all these plans, you're excited. And it's like literally end of tour, 11.35. Oh, by the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was that guy. I was that guy. I'd be like, oh, yeah, we, you know, he's 34 in progress. I'm like, oh, no. And then I get stuck yeah. with it. And it's just like, damn, bro. Like, I, I don't miss those days. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I, I kind of went into the academy with the mindset of like, all right, you know, this is because for me, it's a little different. Like it was like a family business. My dad was on the job. My uncle was on the job, like my cousins and stuff were on the job. So it was just like kind of like a rite of passage for me. So I kind of got in there and I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, do what needs to be done by month four. I was like, get me out of here, you know? And then like they had, um, did they do gun and shield day for you guys or was it changed by then? No, we had gun and shield day. Okay. So I remember my, my company, uh, instructor was like, listen, they give it to you like on a Friday for a reason. You're going to come back Monday and there's going to be people that aren't going to be here. You're going to look around. You're going to see so-and-so and so-and-so mm-hmm. not here come Monday morning. Cause they did something crazy with that. Um, yeah. Like did, did you change like right after you got that gun and shield? Did it like kind of change that mindset? And, and, and like, were you like, wow, like this is real now. Uh, time to buckle oh. down. This is the home stretch. I think that is the most like real time where you're like, oh my God, I'm a cop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember sending my mom a picture of like my shield and saying like, I cannot believe I'm a cop. <laughs> like it's 
crazy. Like that's really when it hits you. Cause you know, yeah. the Academy is like all like it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that day. It's like, all right, here's your gun. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> how, how am I getting a gun at 22 years old? Yeah. Yeah. I said the same thing to myself. I was like, I was in awe actually when I got it and I did, I did the same thing. I took a photo. Um, I sent it, <laughs> I sent it to my dad and I sent it to my brother. And they were, you know, and you could, you could, you could tell like they were like super proud, but I was just like in awe. I was like, wow, like this is real, bro. Like I'm, I'm going to be on the street and in, in a little bit like, enforcing laws, yeah. you know? And yeah. what about you, Frankie? Like how was that gun and shield situation for you? It was, it was kind of the same feeling as you guys, you know, we're not in Kansas anymore. Mm-hmm. It was definitely more real. And, um, yeah, I had the same feeling. I, I got on at 23. So, um, right around the same age you guys got on, yeah, and you know, <clears throat> definitely a lot less mature than I am now. You know, honestly, and then you try to, you know, you can't balance the, the to me, you can't balance that party life and try to hang out with the friends that are not on the job or even on the job as a top and try to balance both. I feel like that's where it uh it'll mess with you mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. So that I had to I learned obviously I learned the hard way, but um I I learned you know and um. That was definitely, it was a different experience for me saying, wow, you know, if this is real, like something I thought of my whole life is actually here. Yeah. And then I remember I thought I was going to get, get sent to like Manhattan, like like trying to make a call and they're all in the academy and they're like, all right, both four, two. And everyone's like, everyone's laughing at me like, oh, oh shit. You know, like my face is just like, you know, expecting to go to like the three, four to three, three or something. And I said four, two, say. But I, I, I wouldn't take it for anything. Did they do the wish list for you guys? Place. And did you get what you wanted to yeah, get or yeah. no? Yeah. I didn't no, get I, what I, I wanted to get. Out. I got my last choice. Yeah. What about you, Jess? Did you, did you get where you wanted to go or no? Um, I did. You did? <laughs> Lucky you. I did. <laughs> yeah, where, so where did you end up going out of the academy and for how long? Um, I went to 17 and... Wow. Um, you know, nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty nice over there. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I was there for four, yeah, four years, four and a half okay. years. Okay. Um, I started applying for Mounted at like three and a half. <laughs> I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> um, I mean, at first I really wanted to do Vice. Really? I really wanted to be. I, I think, yeah, yeah, you'd be pretty good at, at that. Yeah, for sure. You could definitely yeah, see like some sting operations. A lot I did a lot of plain clothes stuff in the 17, um, just like underage things. Cause I look like I'm like 15 most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, Oh, I want to get into vice, but hearing stories about how it's changing and how it's just not what it used to be and how, you know, you're going to get jammed up this and that. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, let's go for mounted. <laughs> yeah. So I started applying it. Like I said, like three and a half, it took, yeah, it took like at least a year. To get the interview. All right. So, so for uh, for our uh, our listeners, right? What is the process um, when you when you get like selected for Mounted? So you have to first go for an interview. Actually, it might be a little different now. The first thing, but I did an interview mm-hmm. where you and ten to twelve white shirts, every rank. And yeah, <laughs> it's intimidating. Yeah, very much so. I can see. I was wedding the entire time but um you have to pass that first and then you start going through like the medical um you have to do a three-day physical 
where you have to do um, your mile and a half push-ups to ups the first day. As long as you pass that, then you have to do like the other two is like whatever they say. So like you go for like mile and mile, mile runs, and then you have to, they just kind of like give you a horse and they're like, all right, like brush the horse, do this with the horse to make uh. sure that you're being around horses. Cause I would say about 99% of people have never been on a horse in mountain. Oh, okay. Like, very what? Really? I would yeah. think that you'd probably want to have been on a horse prior to getting on one for the job. Right. It doesn't make yeah. sense, though. Uh, someone trying to get out of a, a command or something. And, you know, the allure of being like, because Mounted has always had like this, like uh, this luster to it, especially in New York City. Um, yeah. You know, you see them in movies and it's just like, it's kind of cool, you know, and it's like probably one of the last units that's kind of still like revered almost, I, I would say. Because you guys get like parade details, and people kind of want to come up and pet the horses. It's like almost like community policing slash like you're the poster child of like the NYPD somewhat. So I could see somebody wanting to be a part of that process. Yeah, and people I don't think realize like what it takes to ride a horse either. They're like, oh, you just get on and go. I'm like, mm, doesn't really work like that. <laughs> mm, nope. You do after you pass the three day, um, you get called for the academy. Um, and the academy is like three to six months where they teach you to ride a horse in six months. Where do you, um, um, where is the academy? Um, in the Bronx at Pelham Bay Park. Pelham Bay Park. Okay. All right. All right. I'm a Bronx kid now, but, but like by default, I was born in the Bronx, lived there until I was like 13, 14. So all right, Pelham Bay Park. Okay, cool. All right. So you do that mm -hmm. three to six months. Yeah. Um, how'd you feel going into that confidence? Yeah, I was gonna do you ask feel that. like it was like a walk in the park? Yeah, it was the best six months of my life um it was so much fun um i ran every single day and then i rode horses for the rest of the day so it's like completely like my two favorite things like i was working out and riding horses every day for six months Dope. Like, love it i want to be forever <laughs> <laughs> of course reality hits when they're like all right you're all going to manhattan so so it's definitely different the mounted command is located where so every borough except for Staten Island, there's mounted. Oh, I thought it was like one central thing. Okay, cool. All right. So what, you got sent back to Manhattan? Yeah, so headquarters, which is the biggest barn, is Manhattan. Okay. Um, they like to stay one there. And because they were short, we all stayed, which I don't mind because I am a Manhattan person. I like working in Manhattan. Okay. Um, I like the people. Like, I like going out on my horse and just talking, well, before Corona. Just talking to random tourists, you know, yeah. like that stuff. So, um, it's nice. It's super nice. Where's the Where's the Mountain Command in the Bronx? If you don't mind me asking. It's a, It's uh in Palm Bay. Oh, in Pal so okay, the so train. The, got you. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Wow. See, I didn't so know any of this stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that honestly either. I thought it was just one. You know, that's pretty cool. I know that there's four different like, bases. Yeah. And, yeah, and then the academy, of course. And you wanted to go to Manhattan? That was your number one choice. Like, where you're obviously you just said you're comfortable with that, but would you like them down somewhere else? At first, I was like, oh, I want to go to Queens because of the commute. Um, but I'm uh, super happy that I go to Manhattan. So, because I don't think I'd be. Do you drive in or you take the train in? So I just she, she takes her would... horse in. Yeah, she I take my horse home. And I just ride him. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> It's like canine, like you just bring your horse home and he just sleeps on your couch. <laughs> that would be dope. You need a big ass apartment for that. 
um, yeah, so I was driving because I was doing four to twelve. Um, now I switched to days. Okay. I will be taking eventually um, because of COVID. It's not as bad the traffic, um, and I'm just kind of used to it right now. Even though it's kind of torturous. Yeah. But I will eventually. So it, and it's the same. It's five two five three, right? Set up. It's no different. Um, no. We have Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, Monday off. So it's steady days off. Oh, wow. Nice. So you guys get like chart days and stuff too, right? For that? Yeah. You got, oh, that's kind of, it yeah. sounds like a gig, bro. Damn. How many yeah. hours are the course? Um, they're normal 835. Um, we only have day shift and 4 to 12. And our overnights are Friday night and Saturday night only for overtime. Wow. That's nice. So yeah. let me ask a question, right? So... Walk us through, like, uh, a shift, all right? I get into work, and, and then what happens? What does Jess do when she gets to work? What's, what's, what's like, the day in the life on shift? Um, oh, sorry. Okay. Um, so, first, I run over to my horse and tell him how cute he is. Um, what's your horse's name? The, the people want to know. <laughs> uh, his name is Genius. Genius. Did you get to name him, or yeah. he came with a name? No, so he was actually a prior race horse, um, okay. and we read him. So his full name is Genius at Work. That was his race name, so I asked if I can keep it, and they let me. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, yes, yeah, so we have roll call, and then we go. We take our horses out. We brush them. We get them all ready for the day. Like we do everything. Um, people think that we just get there, our horses are ready, but we do everything. We clean the horses completely. We clean our saddles, our bridles, everything. Um, and then we go out So like say roll call is like seven o'clock. We go out by like nine. Mm -hmm. Um, you walk out to times square, um, usually by yourself, like your horse is your partner. So you're usually by yourself all day. Um, we're out there until two thirty. Um, you have an hour meal. So for a meal, we go to parking garages. <laughs> okay. There's parking garages and we bring our horses in there and like we give them water whatever um cool them off if it's hot out what do you eat and then yeah do you like prep your food or you go pick up something seem like you oh, might no, be I, meal prepping i meal prep 365 days a year hey okay i so, like it proper um, preparation so on patrol obviously you can bring bags or whatever you can bring your meals mounted it's completely different which is a huge adjustment for me. I have one little bag, this big leather bag that is on the side of him. Um, and that's it. And that needs some of his stuff plus mine. Okay. So it's hot. So I can fit a water bottle, like maybe not even the size of a shaker cup <laughs> and a protein. Okay. And so eat out there. So she's on patrol, still getting the gains people. All right. Don't, she's still getting yeah. her gains, all right? She's got the protein. She, she's staying on top of it. Don't worry. She's out there still maintaining the gains while protecting and serving her community. So go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. You have, you have to. And people, like, at the beginning were like, oh, you're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to meal prep. Like, you don't have room out there. But you figure it out. You know, sometimes I'll bring, like, a little yeah. bag or something or a little container, like, this big. Just smush everything in there. But you got to do what you got to do. You know, I'm not going to ever, ever let this job change 
my my health. <laughs> this is this is actually pretty intriguing to me because I knew none of this prior to this interview. So I just want to say thank you because I didn't know any of this. Like me and Frankie are like two dullards over here. Like, yeah, it's one command. They all fall out of one bar. And then you tell us this is that, you know, every borough except statin. And, you know, like, I don't think a lot of people know what goes into like being part of the mounted unit. And I, I think there's a lot of people that are probably on the cusp of maybe like, you know, putting in a, a, a request to go there. And then maybe hearing this, this might want to, this might like change the tune of their like, their music because it, it sounds like it's a lot of work. Um, it is a work. <laughs> and, and right. You're out there pretty much all year. Right. So inclement weather and all that, you guys are still out there. Right. So we are out there. I mean, unless it's pouring, we will be in a car, Okay. but we're there until it's 91 degrees and until it's below, I think it's 19 degrees. Um, uh, I was going to ask that too. Is there like um, a certain temperature, like, um, as far as like a high and a low that the, that the animals cannot function in? Yeah. So it's like pretty much like above 90, real feel above 90. Okay. And I think it's like, like I don't know, maybe it's like 18 degrees. So um, it's freezing. <laughs> in the winter, I'm pretty much fully electric, um, electric vest, See? electric hat, electric gloves. Um, and you're still freezing. Wow. Freezing. See, people don't <laughs> and notice. You can't, like, where are you going to hide? You're yeah. going to, where are you going to take your horse hotel? You know, like, yeah. if you're, like, normal patrol cops, like, you can go hide in a building yeah. or something. No rooftop with the horse. <laughs> <laughs> now, so you're out there. Does, does inspection still do, like, they still scratch books? It's rare. It's rare? Okay, don't all get right. Them. Just checking. I, I, yeah. So I've been out since 2007, so I, I don't know. I'm just yeah. double checking. I mean, SOD inspections will come to like the barns and stuff, but it's rare you'll see them out on patrol. Okay, cool. How, how close is your nearest partner or your nearest horse towards you? Like, you guys just do a black at a time, or how's that work out? Yeah, so we have posts that are about mm, about four or five blocks and two or three avenues. Um, so you will have a horse kind of neighboring you, and of course, you can call them and meet up. Like, you don't they're not stressed as like, all right, you have to be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, in the days we usually start alone. So your horse doesn't get attached because horses are very, very herd bound. So if you're with another horse all day, every day, and then you go to separate your horse is going to freak out. Okay. Freak. <laughs> so most of the day we try to spend it alone. And then later on, like if you want to meet up with someone for a little bit or for a meal, then we'll do that. Gotcha. But, Wow, me, me and yeah. Frankie are like two like kindergarten kids. Go ask some mad questions because we don't we don't have much insight on this. And I'm I'm telling you right now, I should have been taking notes. I left my notebook. I should have been taking notes because <laughs> this is actually pretty yeah. interesting because it uh, it's not drummed up. I never thought it, it it's like this. Yeah, a lot of people don't know anything about mounted, and they think that it's like such an easy gig. And I just get there, and my horse is ready. I go out and patrol I'm guilty for a few of it. hours. I thought it was super easy. Yeah. You, this doesn't sound fun. Of course. <laughs> it is. Don't get me wrong. It's I love it. Like, I absolutely love it. And everyone that's there does love it. Mm-hmm. But you put in a um, – you do a lot of chores around the barn. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, you stay in shape because we do so much. But um, it's a lot of work that goes into it. Wow. That, it sounds like a lot of work. God bless you. <laughs> what, what? What's one of your favorite details to do or you and Genius's favorite details to do? 
Um, we haven't done that many because he is like brand new. Um, I got him brand new. So I say, I think I got him in November. So before that, that's the thing too. <clears throat> before you get your own horse, you have to ride every single horse in the barn. Um, every horse is obviously different, but okay. for at least like three to six months, you have a different horse every single day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then you have... Is, is is that just to see how you adjust or like what's that what's the purpose behind yeah. that yeah they kind of want to see like how you handle yourself if you can handle every single different horse every size horse because like you know horses like they their sizes are ridiculous like it's either i, I have a question i'm so I, I feel like such a kid right now oh my god i'm like i have a question i'm like raising my hand so um i'm pretty sure frank will, will play the the audio here or the, the the visual of this but i'm legit raising my hand like i'm in the classroom all right so um, what kind of horse is, is, is like, like, what kind of horses do you guys have? Are they like Clydesdales? I don't know. I don't know. The only horse I know is a Clydesdale from the Budweiser commercial. So like kind of yeah. school us a little bit on like horses. And okay. And so we, yeah, we take any type of horse, literally. Okay. We have, um, we don't have Clydesdales, but we do have a lot of draft crosses, which are similar to the Clydesdales. Um, my horse is a standard bred, which I don't know if that even means anything to you guys. <laughs> um, and we just got, um, two Mustangs. Oh, so, I know Mustangs. I know them. Yeah. Okay. All right. They, they came completely wild from Nevada. Okay. Um, prisoners train them and then they come to us and then we train them. Wow. Um, cause in the Bronx, like the cops are the ones that train the horses. Okay. Um, so it's they I give it to them because they get thrown off all the time. Too. Is that like a full time <laughs> detail? Like the trainers? Is that like are they like assigned and that's what they do? Yep, that's what they do every day. Oh, that's um, badass. Okay. Yeah, they wear brown you guys ever seen them. Um I, it's the same as our shirt brown. Would you want um, to do and they that? train eventually I do, definitely. Okay. All right. Um I mean I think that's like right up my alley. I was gonna <laughs> but say I mean... that's that's a lot of work too. <laughs> But yeah, they got these Mustangs completely wild, and now they're roaming the streets of Times Square. Wow, <laughs> so, that's dope. Yeah, but we take any, literally any type of horse, as long as they're street smart and they can be trained. Okay, that's really cool to know. Yeah. Get a damn Clydesdale! <laughs> I want to see a Clydesdale out there, man. God, they're huge. They're, I mean, they're colossal. Our... Could you, like, you, could you ride a Clydesdale? Or is it, um, is it a certain type of, like, stature that can only ride a Clydesdale? But you're tiny. No, I mean, the thing is we need to be able to get on any type of horse. We get on from the ground. So as long as my legs can stretch up that far, I can, I can, okay, cool. I can try. Oh, man, this is – yo, Frankie, I'm going to tell you right now it's probably one of the best interviews because I'm asking mad questions because I don't know nothing, <laughs> and I'm, I've learned so much. I should have brought my damn notebook, bro. Damn. Yeah, we're learning. We're definitely learning a lot oh, here. She's very schooling intrigued. us, bro. Because I'm, I am like, I'm on my toes right now. Because I'm like, listen, this is great. Because I didn't know any of this. This is awesome. Hey, you guys got to. Yeah, I want to meet you in this too. You, you should apply for some movies or something like that to get on a on a horror show. But that'd be pretty cool too. Because you'll obviously always see them in movies, and they're really. I saw them one time in person, but on a horse farm in Connecticut. So. You guys got to come. You got to come to headquarters. Okay, yeah, listen, don't, was... listen, I will be there. Don't tell me. I'll go. I'm right by Pelham. Yeah, we're there. You talk today in a time. Because I want <laughs> to meet some horses. You can. We have, I think, 25 in Manhattan that you can see. Okay, cool. And it's right. 
So, so my question to you is right. Um, so now you know you're you're in a mounted unit, right? You got five years on the job, right? You're trying to boss up. What's the next move? Oh my gosh, I literally battle with that every single day. I always wanted to boss up. I wanted to get to lieutenant and kind of stop there. But I'm like, damn, then I got to leave. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say I, that. You got to leave. You can't stay. How can I leave genius? Um, I think I'm going to, especially for the money. I mean, I was going to say that. It makes like, sense. You know, um, I, I always tell guys that are on this job, it, uh, NYPD in particular is just, the, the right thing to do is to boss up. You know, it's a big enough job. You score well enough. You get made. The only thing that sucks is you're going to be a little uncomfortable because you're going to – but you guys get moved out of the borough once you get made, right? Or or out of your command, I should say. No, it's just out of your pre Out of your out command. Of your okay, I'm but sorry. But you can always go back. Yeah, you, you know, can like, go back at some point. Yeah. You can go back after like six months, I think. Because my department's completely yeah, different. It's so small. You know, you get made, and it's like they take you out of your unit, but you're still in the same building. The commute's the same. Um, They may mess with mm -hmm. your hours, but then you can go right back to where you were. And that's it. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, for me to boss up, it's a little harder because it's not mandatory slots that have to be made every year or every so often. There's X amount of like sergeant shields, X amount of lieutenant shields, X amount of like um, captain shields. So once that spot's vacated, they move, you know, one person in and they don't have to go in a chronological order. They can go like, you know, one, three, five or something. If they feel like it, they could skip over people. So it's a little different. Whereas your job, it's like you score, you get made. So it's yeah. almost like it kind of makes sense to do that, mm -hmm. um, you know, but some people just like, you know, like you said, like, you you know, you like what you do on a daily basis. You know, you love you love your partner. You love genius. You know, you know, yeah. I, you, you don't want to leave him in the wind. So it's like. Yeah. <laughs> That's what breaks. Oh, like, how could I just leave him to someone else? Yeah. Can I ask a question? Um, yeah. do, do you go on your days off to like play with genius or like kick it with genius? Um, I don't, but I've contemplated it. I do think about him on my days off, <laughs> but like I said, I do have a horse home, um, who's 27 now, so we've had him since I was. How long do they well. live? I was going to ask that question too. <laughs> yeah, like, oh man, um, bro. 30s, mid 30s. Mid 30s? Oh, that's kind of yeah. dope. You kind of make me want to get a horse because <laughs> I want a pet that sure. lives, that lives 30 years. Because dogs are like, yeah. it's a stretch if you get like 15 out of a dog. You know what I mean? Oh, like that's, that's like a long life for a dog. 15? So you tell me like a horse mm -hmm. lives like 30? Wow. Let me ask a question. So many questions. I have so many questions. <laughs> um, how long can you keep a horse in service? Um, so our horses till, I mean, it kind of depends on the horse, but usually till about 20 years old. Okay. And it can start um, at um, how young? About... Oh shit! Okay, all right. How old is Genius? Did you? I don't think. Did you tell us or no? No, he's. We got him. Yeah, we got. Him. Yeah, he's nine. Nine. Okay, cool. Wow, bro. This is this is a great and interview because I don't know none of this shit. <laughs> like they get retired, and we feel like they have pensions. We can visit them in the retirement farm, or we can keep them. Which I'm. <laughs> That's so dope. He gets a pension. Oh like, man. They're forever taken care of. They will never end up in a bad home. I know people worry about that. Um, 
they're forever taken care of. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful thing, yeah, man. I, really I, I'm cool. pretty sure there's going to be some like animal activist that's going to ask that. Yeah. Yeah, well, but what happens with the horse when it's done? You know, like, yeah. well, listen, now you know. They get a pension. They get taken care of. They get put into, into a, you know, a nice retirement home. Um, you know. It's they, like, movie, movie sets. I'm telling you, movie sets. Yeah, this is great. Oh, man. I well, learned so know, much. I'm steady, learning so much. Where to get a steady partner. You know, though, a genius can always be your steady partner. It's up to you, your your decision, which yeah. is always going to know. Some people yeah. don't like, like their partners. <laughs> well, and the thing is, like, we don't get to choose our horses. So they just give you a horse that somewhat matches you and um, hope for the best. Hopefully you like your partner. <laughs> mm. Yeah, right. Wow. Wow. That's really, this is really fascinating. That so, is dope. The, 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 well, obviously, we know horses is one of your outlets from the job and life, and also uh, you're pretty big into fitness. And you said meal prep, meal prep, and you don't hear that a lot. So that's uh, it. Definitely takes a lot to do that and be consistent with it, you know, as a behavior. So, what kind of get? What uh, tell us about your fitness lifestyle and, and your journey, and uh, if you do any competitions and things like that. Yeah, so I've always been a big gym person, but I kind of, like everyone, had no idea what the hell I was doing in the gym. I would do, like, program after program, and it would just fail. Um, I wasn't looking how I wanted to look, and this was when I first started the job, um, so I guess in, like, 2015. Everyone's like, oh, just do, like, a competition. Like, uh, just try it out. And I was like, no, like, I hate it. I don't want to be on stage. Um, and then one day I woke up. I was like, you know what, skirt? I'm getting a coach. I'm doing a competition in two months. Like, let's do this. Never thinking it was going to turn into anything, I became, like, obsessed. Not in a bad way, but no it's, yeah, it's literally my entire life. So I did one competition, and that was it. Like, I was hooked. I think I did, like, three or four that year. Um, switched coaches and everything, and now it's been five years later. I'm still doing competitions. Um, but it became a really big outlet. You know, I feel like a lot of people on this job don't have any outlet. They don't have any hobbies, mm -hmm. whether it's working out or anything. Um, I feel like it really helps me focus on other things. You know, it's so easy to go home and be thinking about jobs and, you know, more when you're on patrol than mounted. But I thought about things like all the time and just thinking about drama at work or jobs at work, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, gym, like, I forget about all of that or spending hours meal prepping or, you know, cardio or planning my next show. Like it helps me mentally so much, <laughs> sometimes more than physically. I think it helps me. Yeah. yeah I love to hear that. It keeps you grounded. There's no, there's no greater gift than the present when it keeps you in the present. Which is yeah. glad you found something like that too. I wish a lot yeah. more people have. Right. It's like nice to like have a goal too. Like I like shooting for something. So I'll, if I'm like, oh, I have a show in like a few months, like that helps me stay mentally just in that and nothing else around me bothers me. Mm -hmm. like, I'm not worried about work. I'm not worried about anything. I just want to get to the show and do good there. Go from there, yeah. What's your training look like in the gym? Um, as far as what? <laughs> as far as, is it more of like super setting? Is it more of like a few sets at a time and rest and like squats, deadlift, bench, or a lot of dumbbell stuff, kettlebell things? Kind of like a basic uh, way. I guess there's a difference between what you enjoy doing and what you do when you're getting ready for a show. It's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. So, like, off-season, it's very heavy. It's fun. A lot more fun. You know, okay. throwing shit around, trying to just get, like, PR after PR. Um, going towards my shows, it starts dwindling. 
Um, I'm running out of energy. <laughs> um, you know, and you're not going to build muscle eating such low calories. Like it's impossible. So there's no point of even lifting heavy. Yeah. So that's when I supersetting lighter weight, um, more of that, more cardio, like off season. Like I'm like, what the hell is cardio? I don't do that. <laughs> Audio, uh, what's and, and that? Jester, it's how you lose Jester the games. Said it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> Jester, Jester said it, people. You're not gonna build muscle if you're not gonna eat. So you got to eat those carbs. You got to eat that protein and food right there. Is, you don't even need supplements. You need food and sleep and consistently, like you said, meal prep three sixty five. I love that. And that's the that's the drug right there. Food. Like you do, you need to eat. Like I am a big macro person, so I count my macros. I was gonna ask that. Um, I was gonna ask that. <laughs> Um, which also helps me balance because if I want to go out for a real meal, like I will fit that meal into my macros for the day and it works. And even like when I'm prepping for a show, I will eat pancakes every single day up until the day of that show because I can. Yeah. And I make it fit, you know, it doesn't have to be torturous for a show. You don't need to be eating like my first show. It's disgusting. I can't even think about it. I was eating tilapia and asparagus six times a day, even at like 8 a.m. in the morning. Think, how did I, how did I live good. like this? I'm good. Genius was probably like, what is she eating? What I could, could eat her like a fish. <laughs> now, uh, do, do you have like a go-to prep meal? Like that's what's, what's like, I mean, obviously it's not tilapia and asparagus anymore. No mas <laughs> well, on that. Um, no. But like, what's your go-to? I change it up every single week okay. right. <laughs> Literally, i try to have every single type of like um either chicken beef um shrimp like i try to change it up because i get bored i get you very see? bored i can and rice every single day of my life um sweet potatoes i'll make my own sweet potato fries um i'll throw in some waffles like oh, protein shit. pancakes hey are, so are you like I, a chef on the side do you do like a little a little cooking, a little bacon. What's going on on the side? Um, very basic when it comes to cooking. I can make very basic things. Um, okay. Nothing extra. Nothing extra. <laughs> all right. All right. Eating for function. I get it. I get it. I, all I eat is basic. You know, I don't eat all these crazy gourmet meals. If I do, I go out. Keep it simple, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, so I have to ask this question. When you go out to dinner, are you the person that's at the table like, what is this cooked in? Um, do you, what kind of butter is in there? Uh, do you spray the pan? Like, I need to know, are you that type of person? Because is there gluten in this barbecue sauce? Are you that person? Or are you just kind of like, you know, chilling when you go out to dinner? No, I am definitely not that person. Okay. Um, no, oh my, I can't even fathom that. If I was with someone that was doing that, I think I would walk away. Yeah, there's nothing um, worse than somebody who's like that. Just, just, just saying. <laughs> I had somebody asked that one time. Is there gluten in I this can't. barbecue sauce? No. I mean, right now, at this point, because I've been doing it for so long, I can kind of look at things and kind of eyeball it to know, like, mm -hmm. how many ounces. And you know what? If it's not 100% accurate, then it's not. Like, it's not going to kill me. Like, having a little extra calories is not going to kill me. <laughs> okay. So. I'm, well, I'm happy to hear that because yeah. you seem like a very meticulous human being. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Because – I'm just listening. This is what I, you know, I, I love doing this. I love interviewing people. And, you know, mm -hmm. you went from like this introverted person, right? To like, you're now you're extroverted. You're very social. 
So, mm-hmm. and, and I could tell that, like, by the way, you're put together, um, like you're very meticulous. So yeah. someone who's super meticulous, it usually bleeds over into other things in life. So like, that's why I asked about the meal prep. Cause I know like some, you know, if you're super meticulous and you go over your macros or you're under your macros, people lose their shit. So it's like the fact that you just said that like, Oh, you know what? Hey, if it's not exactly accurate, Oh, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't think you're the type of person that does that all the time. So. Yeah. I used to be like that where if I was like one little gram over, I would lose my mind. Yeah, I was the same way. Or like, I'm going to gain 500 pounds. (laughs) Like, I was start feeling guilty, and it makes yeah. you feel worse, and it messes with your mental health. Yeah. The next day, just, all right, I'm going to do a half hour extra cardio, and like I was making myself crazy. Which also, like this whole thing, like I tell people, like girls that want to get into the competing and stuff, it can make you absolutely nuts. Like you have to find some type of balance, and if it doesn't work, you have to stop. <laughs> like it will make you. <laughs> I have to ask this question, right? So after you did your first show, right? Hmm. what was your first meal? It's always like something oh epic. My. Every time I ask somebody something like that, it's something crazy. I need to hear what was your first meal post-show. Yeah. So I went to, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Bruno's Pizzeria in New Jersey, Teaneck, New Jersey. Yeah, I heard of that. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of that. So I had um, like three of those desserts. <laughs> <laughs> and then chocolate and candy, and I was so after I after, ate it, yeah. but it's so worth it. So it was, oh. you prefer like you, so you have a sweet tooth. I do. Okay. All right. So like, if it's like pasta or like cakes and pies, you're going with cakes and pies or ice yeah, cream. Because yeah, because the thing is, like I said before, like I fit things into my diet. Like I can eat pasta and I can eat burgers and stuff. So I don't really crave that after a show. Gotcha. Um, I crave more desserts because that's what I really try to eliminate from my diet when I'm. Because she can. Just like Mike Tyson said, why do you want to come in a fight? Because I can. Because I can. pancakes. Because she can. (laughs) Yeah, it's all about that balance. It's all about that balance. (laughs) You know, got to levy the scales here. Yeah. I learned a lot. Yeah, Yeah, they. Yeah, I was going to say, this is definitely a great, uh, definitely learned a lot. It's, it's awesome interviewing people like this, like Jess, and like you said, like your uh, definition of the hero journey of and being someone else, becoming reborn, I guess, and becoming a new person, but still being Jess. So yeah. it's really interesting to see you, uh, like you said, be quiet and now uh, who you are today. And it takes a lot of hard work and consistency, so yeah. I definitely commend you for that. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much nailed this part when you said about being an introvert. Like, I was the biggest introvert. <laughs> ever and like now it's funny when people call me like an extrovert because I sometimes don't think of myself that way unless like I really I'm like you know what? like I am like I love being out and about like I love talking to people like uh, I never thought this I could tell ever I mean like we started talking about horses and your face lit up and I was like all right I'm gonna keep going because like I'm yeah. I'm a very inquisitive human being and you know if I see someone kind of take a, a liking or like a, you can see the passion in someone's eyes when you ask them a question it's something that they truly love so that's why i was like mm-hmm. i kept asking these questions about the horses because like you were giving me great answers and you were super mm-hmm. knowledgeable so i was like i'm gonna keep this party going because she knows a lot and i i want to ask tons of questions i had to like 
kind of pull back a little bit because there was like way more questions I wanted to ask, but I don't want you to think I'm like this maniac asking a bajillion questions about horses. I'm pretty sure you've been answering these type of questions since you've been riding horses. So, because uh, you know, we we live in New York. It's not like we're in like Montana or like Wyoming where people like ride horses and it's like a thing. Like a lot of us don't know yeah. anything about horses. So that's why I was so intrigued. And you have you have a lot. You have great insight on horses. And I really think you should probably look into this training thing. I think it's right up your yeah. alley. You should definitely yeah, do it. Eventually. Just my suggestion. Just saying. Yeah. No, I know. Eventually I would like to. Um, yeah. I think I'll end up there. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. I'm going to check. We're going to check on you. We're gonna I was going to say, we're, I'm definitely excited to see your journey and see, uh, definitely going to be positive things coming up in the future. So yeah, we'll definitely be checking up on you. And if you ever come on the show again, you're going to have to charge Jay a few dollars a question. You can come off this, yeah, this uh, interview rich. I'm so annoying <laughs> with the questions, bro. I know. Just probably like, this guy again rolling, with man. the questions. We got to learn. Like, I'm, we got to learn. Me, dude. It so, makes work too, you know? Yeah. Like, seeing all of that history with horses, like, it sounds so ridiculous, but it's all to work. Even with, like, all this crap going on, like, people are like, how are you staying so positive? I mean, I'm very removed from patrol, and I, you know, I commend all of the patrol people, but, like, I love going to work. Like, I love seeing the horses. I love being with my horse partner, and it makes such a difference. That, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. I have a question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what, okay, so besides horses and besides working out, what is another outlet that you have to kind of release um i love hiking <laughs> okay. I'm a, i love outdoors um that's pretty much it like if i'm not riding a horse working out i am gallivanting somewhere upstate me too even if i go alone like it's so peaceful it's good for my mental health clear everything i like but it you like gotta it. You won't, ca you won't catch me hiking, but more power to you. <laughs> I'll be hiking. Awesome. So before we wrap up, I we actually have a few more questions so you can charge me too. Just to get our listeners to get to know you a little more. Um, what is your uh, favorite movie or two? <laughs> My favorite movie? That's going to be so embarrassing. Okay. Well, first to say, I, I don't even need a TV in my house. I hardly ever turn on. I hate watching TV. I hate movies. I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> okay. Like anyone ever really bad. People are like, oh, like, you know this movie? I'm like, no. Um, my favorite movie is The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, I said, we're not, we're, I said before, we're not in Kansas anymore. There you go. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wait, who's Classic. your favorite really character good. from The Wizard of Oz? Please tell me. Um, Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. But nice. I love. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I really don't watch movies. But my second favorite movie. This is this is a complete one eighty. Kind of like everything else I said is The Purge. That's my second favorite movie. Holy shit! Uh, I actually just watched that again because of what everything is going on with with uh, outside and everything. She goes Wizard of Oz, <laughs> right? The Purge. He goes from super lighthearted and sweet to like dark and ominous. Wow. I know it's completely. Yeah, polar opposites. Sorry. Oh man, that's I would never guess that you would like the purge. Okay. Oh my god. Hey man, it is what it is. You caught me off guard. I was not <laughs> guessing that. I was gonna think like maybe a Disney movie or something. But she goes, No, the oh, purge. No. Okay. Cool. Oh, I don't know any Disney whatsoever. All right. Uh, what 
one meal to eat, one meal to eat for the rest of your life every day, same meal. What would it be to be healthy or unhealthy? Probably a burger. I could eat burgers like all the damn time, but it has to be like exciting. Like I love avocado and eggs on my burger. Um, like I like trying like any type of burger. Regular okay. fries or sweet potato fries? Always sweet potato fries. Why? Why go. always Thanks. sweet potato fries? I'm hear this. Because they're awesome. Oh, okay. they're good. She's like, I was, yeah, I was no. about to hear some like scientific explanation for it. Like, no, they're fucking awesome. Oh. Not about the glycemic index or anything like that. Now they're awesome. All right, cool. No problem. My freezer right now has about like, I don't know, maybe 10 bags of sweet potato fries in every single type of shape and size. I got a question. Honey mustard or ketchup? Um, For my sweet potato fries? Yeah. Neither. Neither? What do you have put? You ever... whoa, whoa, whoa. Have you ever tried real sweet potato, like uh, the dressing that goes with it? No, what's the, what's the dressing that goes on sweet potato? There's a few. There's a few different ones. Yeah, like, are you talking about, like, the uh, honey maple Are you like, trying to tell me I'm a sweet? Kind? Are you calling me like a noob, bro? Yeah. All right, put me on the game because I don't know. Let me know, please. Okay, so you can make it yourself. Um, It is uh, maple syrup and mayonnaise. I hate mayonnaise, but it's maple syrup and mayonnaise. Mix it together and dip your sweet potato fries in it. All right, I'm trying that this weekend. I'm trying that. Yeah, that's a post-work. That's a post-workout meal for sure. You'll, oh, you'll be feeling yes. a lot of I'm going to try that. All right. I'm on it. I'm that on is- it. Frankie, I'm learning so much this interview. This is freaking <laughs> awesome. Your, your intelligence games are going up. Oh, my shit's going up. He's going to be riding uh, every weekend. That's it. Yeah, he's going to post a picture of him riding a horse next Yeah, week. I'm going to have my face painted like Mel Gibson. I'm going to be yelling freedom. Watch, bro. With a sweet potato fry in my hand with the sauce dripping <laughs> off. Yeah, that's a story. That's a story. <laughs> All right, keep, oh, keep the questions coming, Frankie. We'll keep it going. One person to uh, one person to meet, Jeff, if uh, dead or alive, who would you want to meet? Hmm. Um, Judy Garland, because the Wizard of Oz. Judy, <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, that is awesome. Like I said, I said Dorothy. What? I said Dorothy. That is that is an awesome I, answer. I, yeah, I, like I said I don't. Yeah, she's she's a great actress. It was sad she had to die. She she had an addiction problem. Yeah, she was so, super- yeah. Judy Garland. Um, if you if you had a time if you came and met me and Jay and we're like, Jess, we got this time machine, you ready? What year are you going back to? It could be any year of any time frame. Not in, like even before you were born. I'm talking like Egyptian time, eighteen hundreds, nineteen hundreds, any time. Hmm. Oh. I don't know if I'd even Really? Like yeah. I mean, like, sometimes, like, I think about, oh, it'd be really cool to go back to the old days where there's no technology. Come on, cowboys and Indians. You could be, like, a badass, like, freaking someone on a horse. Like, able to as a female? Probably not. So, oh, she well, hits you, you, hit you with the historical going, answer, bro. Yeah, but I'm about, yeah, I'm about to say, you're going, <laughs> in at, you're going in as a jet you are now, so you can change the game. Then, yeah. Then That'd I would be, love Yeah, you're not going to be, like, boring. You're going into who you are now. Extrovert just ready to kick some ass. You and Genius going through the oh, time she portal. She hit you with the historical answer, bro. She's got brains, people. All right. She works out. She rides horses. All right. She likes to purge, and she's and she's smart. Okay. Let's get with it, people. Come on. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, I always think about that. I'm like, you know, it'd be so cool to go back to like when my grandparents were young, and like, it just seems a lot easier. But I don't know. Like, was it though? I don't know. Like, things are friggin' awesome now. Well, 
pre-corona. Definitely, <laughs> diff- definitely different. There would be no this. Life was definitely you're outside more, and you were, I think I think what back then you worried about yourself more than your family. Frankie, can uh, I again, ask a question? Think about other people. I want to ask Jess a question. All right. So Go I'm ahead. a big yeah, sure. I'm a big music guy. All right, big music guy. Uh-huh. If you could have, um, you know what? I'm not even gonna do albums. Just give me three of your favorite artists. Three of my favorite artists. Or groups, um, whatever you like, whatever you choose. Give me three. <laughs> Drake. Drizzy. I love <laughs> from the six. Okay, I'll take that. We're gonna check that off. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, Pitbull, and he's so freaking awesome. Why? Pitbull. Wow, Mr. Three Hundred Five Dolly. Okay, all right. Okay, so we got Drake, Pitbull. I'm I'm dying to know what number three is. Uh, I have to think about this one. I'm trying to think of like someone country that like I like. I love like every type of music. Okay. Um, probably someone country, but I don't know. No one really sticks out in my head. Right. <laughs> the Drake and Pitbull are like, favorite. Like when I go to my friend, it's either one of them. Okay. All right. Like, so, so for the third one, right? I, I'm okay. So you're about to PR a lift. What song do you put on? We'll do. We'll, oh. we'll replace the artist with a song that you're about to PR to. You hear this. Oh, God. Tells me a lot about you here, Jess. All right? <laughs> this tells me a lot about you. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure. I wasn't prepared for this. Hey, got to throw in a wild card like... every now and again. I don't know. I literally, I'm a Pandora person. I don't even have playlists on my phone. Uh, wah, wah, wah. So you don't, you don't got a Drake song? I you thought she was going to say a Pitbull song or something, bro. Have, yeah, heavy, heavy oh. squat. Heavy squat. Like, um, it might have to be like more than a Drake. Like, I need like a heavy. Right, did, you, did you have to play a song when you were on the stage? No, did they you have to cho- walk out. None of that. They chose the song, and it was. Ah, uh, this is how I feel yeah. about Jess's answer for the PR song. Oh wait, oh, I gotta put this up. You heard that? Again, I'll do it again. I don't- That's how I feel about that answer. I was expecting. I was expecting like Pitbull, Drake, something, and you go. I'm a Pandora person. Damn it, man. Damn it. Oh, I'm really, I keep saying, like, I need to start making playlists. Yeah, you do. That, but, like, you do. You do. Maybe you'll do, maybe you'll do it now after the podcast. I hope you do. Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I could hit a PR probably without a song. So I mean, like, I'm not that crazy about it. Okay, cool. All right. No, pr- I'm sorry. All right. My fault. My fault. That's a mental willpower right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jess, we appreciate you coming on the show. Um, it was it was an honor, and we we, we learned a lot from you. I, so, me, um, I learned a lot. I'm going to give you a round of applause because I learned so much from you. I know a lot more crazy. about I know a lot more about uh, about horses, and you know the whole process of, of mounted and um, and people. You can change. You can be an introvert and then turn into an extrovert. All right. So there's there's hope. Uh, you know, she was a she was a uh, a quiet girl in high school, and she turned into this blossoming, beautiful young woman who is on the job and, and and doing great things. Kind of a role model because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of young women that that need people like you to look up to. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I mean this from a sincere place. Um, there's social media is kind of uh, filled with a lot of like negative role models, so it's kind of nice to mm-hmm. have someone who's like on the other end. You know what I mean? <laughs> has a story, you know, and, and, and is doing something great for the community and, and, and actually takes care of your, you take care of yourself uh, physically and mentally. So, um, yeah, I commend you for that. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, social media, that's all you see is negativity or all of these influencers yeah, that really have yeah. no back making programs for like the shit of it. But I do like, I do want to put my story out there more and help people and show them, you know, it's possible to take more control over your life and change who you are. Jay hit that on the head and, and yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And thanks for being you and being a leader and showing that uh, you could do more than th- more things than just a job. So we appreciate you coming on. And uh, my name is Frank. You know where to find me. Uh, reps underscore four underscore responders. Jay, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram, the real Jumpman Jay. Also, you can find me on Netflix, Dating Around Season One, Episode Two. Uh, season two's out now, so I've been getting like a lot of like r- rap around. So, it, it, hey, if you're bored one night oh, wow. and you got nothing to do, I'm hitting that tonight. Yeah, season I had no one, idea. Let's go. episode two, your boy's on there. Fine. Say it again. That's awesome. And Jeff, yeah, we. I didn't what? hear that. I didn't hear what that. Gonna, you say, yeah, we, we missed. I said I might turn my TV on and actually watch. Something. You don't watch TV. You're gonna be hiking somewhere. Raining, so I'm probably riding a horse or something. I don't know. <laughs> Jeff, where can, where can they find you? Yeah, where, can, where can they find you? Instagram, Jeff. All righty, all righty. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, hey guys, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, please do so. It is uh, Inside the Labyrinth podcast with the real Jumpman Jay and Frankie V. Um, once again, we appreciate you guys for tuning in this week and have a blessed and glorious day. Thanks, guys. Bye, Jeff. Have a good day. Peace.